Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab again, the first ever fashion business radio show to go live in the world. My name is Liz Ogumba Regisford, and on today's show, we are on part two of our conversation around Africa's innovative drive forward. Um, now, obviously, for those who are tuning in for the first time, Fashion Lab is a show that focuses on producing really cool and exciting content, um, content, you know, to just, um, discuss certain subject matters that we feel affect our fashion industry. We definitely want to see the industry in Africa grow. We speak to different stakeholders within the industry every week and we just go on and on and on. Now, obviously, I normally have in studio with me my co-host Morwick Peterson, who's not here, so I can't even tell you what he's wearing or what his hair looks like today. But I'm sure he'll be joining us shortly. We also um, are definitely praying for Nicola Cooper, our senior trend analyst, who's not here with us. Uh, she's not well, but we've got her in our prayers for those who know. Um, for those who don't know, just pray. It's a good thing. Um, well, uh, we are on innovation around Africa. We've got some really cool guests in studio today. Um, for those who are listening, we would also like you, you know, to just kind of, uh, feel encouraged to share with us, uh, what type of subject matters you would like to hear us dissect. Keep your tweets coming at Fashion Lab AF. This is where we hold it down every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central African time. Keep it locked. Now, um, I know that we are talking about African creative innovators who are constantly on their feet inventing and developing new commercially viable ways to improve our lifestyles. Um, we are sitting here in studio with um, uh, Colin. <laughs> Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, who's a few minutes late, uh, dressed in black but looking cool. Obvious. Colin Omara Davis. Yes, yes. Hi. 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 I was going to say the most boring thing in the world about traffic. But do, but don't but don't <laughs> hold hold that thought. Everybody knows. Everybody <laughs> hold that knows. thought. Do you want to share with our guests what you're wearing? Um, well, you know what? I like to think about fashion as as a uniform. So I only ever wear black, and not because I feel like I'm making a particular fashion statement, but because I feel like I'm making an anti-statement. You know, I'm like, don't don't judge me by what I wear. Kind of judge me by what I do. Well, I was gonna say I don't want to reveal your signature look right now because there's definitely something popping there with the with the beard. But I want to oh, leave that you. alone. I won't say anything. We've also got Carly Davis um, again joining us from AFI. Carly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again. And do you want to just describe lightly what you're wearing on our light Easy Friday? Um, I kind of am matching Colin a bit. I've got black and grey going on. <laughs> Well, very simple. I also want to introduce for the very first time Misha, who is our intern, and um, Hi. she's here with us in studio. Misha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Do you <laughs> want to describe uh, a bit to our guests what you're wearing? Um, I also went with black today, so I'm wearing one of those little outfits that I can't bend down in. Um, I was going to yeah. say not just bend down in. When I saw it, I thought you can't even kind of just flinch to the side. The wind shouldn't yeah. blow at all. Well, luckily it's not a dress, so I'm not going to have any Marilyn Monroe moments. So. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, guys. So um, we came across some very interesting um, uh, conversation on BOF um, around um, jail. Uh, what, what, Misha, do you want to just share with us a bit about the production that's done in the prisons and and let's just talk about it a bit i know it's a bit off uh off the off the topic but we just want to kind of um break the ice before we go deep well it's kind of on topic because it's a bit innovative and out of the way but basically what's happened is a bunch of design houses have gone and um started manufacturing their clothes in prisons so it's a way to you know give the prisoners skills so that when they get out they can actually do something and but then not pay them. Guys, let's yeah. just join into this conversation. <laughs> Personally, I don't really feel it's it's it may be innovative in a different angle, but for me I still think, oh no, now what? You left China, now you went to the prisoners? What is your take, Colin Kelly, you're here with us. What is your take on this whole designers taking their pieces to produce through the prisons? It's not like the prisoners are getting paid for that. Yeah, look, it's um the ethics of fashion right now are, I, I think, in a very, very dark place. Um, but that's, that's a whole other conversation. Look, I think, um, when, when we're talking about something that is 
essentially consumerism in its purest form. Um, before we even start talking about designers and retailers, we have to think about how we consume first. And we all know, you know, um, so many people say the only way that they're going to buy into local fashion is if, uh, if, if it ever gets to that point where it is affordable. And I think uh, a big proponent of that is, uh, is your CNT process kind of mm. getting, um, sort of your, your access to materials and getting that garment manu- manufactured at a low enough overhead so that even with your retail markup, it's still an attractive proposition for a customer. And unfortunately, I think before we ever even get there, you know, from uh, a top down level, we have to make um, some hard decisions in terms of what our trade relationships are with countries in the East. Um, because what, you know, obviously what ends up happening is that our market is flooded with a lot of cheap stuff that you couldn't give away. And unfortunately, that leaves our designers sort of out in the cold. So we're expecting them to be to be artists that inspire us season after season, but they can't sell off the ramp even. Mm. But so. Colin, in a nutshell, yay or nay for the but you, would you support the notion of take your garments to the prisoners, let them do it because it's what? It's cheaper? Or uh, no? I... Yay or nay? It, it, it's, it's <laughs> difficult. It's difficult. On the one hand, yes. Yes, I do think if, if that helps bring our overheads down, sure. I think it's a good idea. But if what it, about them? If it if it makes them feel because there there is something about occupational therapy, mm. if if that is something that makes these people feel like they are contributing to society in some ways, and that has a positive psychological impact, as in what I'm doing now has an impact on someone else's life in a positive kind of way, I think it can be very good. But, but if it but if it becomes it, indentured <laughs> servitude, no. A two-way. I'm saying to you that the guys are sitting there, they don't have, but they're broke. I mean, this could actually go into like a fund where as much work as you're able to manage, as much production as you're able to done, when you actually, your time is out, if you're not on death row, then you definitely have a way of living. Or sure. you have a way of yeah. spending. Because they also need, what do you think, Kali? I think they can, you make a very good point on that. Like if there is a way that somehow the, the funds get Save for them when they're out. Yes, I do agree with Colin in some like instance as well, which I know that you're going to shake your head with. <laughs> but I also see it as like a skills development. Once you're out of prison, maybe there's something that they could set up for. Once you're out, you go into that industry of manufacturing of, I don't know, reproduction. Of I agree. Clothing. I agree. I just think that you know, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. If Caesar's hustling, make sure that Caesar gets his cat at the end of the day but anyway misha what do you think so we can <laughs> get well, out of this and move to the next i don't know i know that some of them have been making lingerie so i don't know how you feel about wearing lingerie that's been made by prisoners i have no know. problem with that like, yeah i think it's I kind no of problem. better than lingerie made by children in a, in <laughs> a, every day yeah like, every day it's better yeah, sure. i didn't think about that one maybe it'll also also contribute to um making them feel alive you know sure yeah. just having them make like a million Underwears in like a day. I don't know how many they make. Yeah. They, I think they do get a small fee. So, and I mean, if you're in prison, you're not buying food. You're not, I mean, you might buy cigarettes to, you know, you know. Barter with. Yeah, Barter with. but yeah. you know, a little fund or something set aside for them. It where could when go to their families. Out, if, yeah. if a family is. Also, no, the families need to give them money. So, it, no, I think. <laughs> I think most of the funds go to the prison itself. So, you know, oh, the upkeep okay. of the prison and. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of sort of like th- throwbacks to that orange is the new black. Like, spoiler <laughs> alert, that's totally what happens. Listen, guys, I've got some really cool stuff from the trend watching. Um, they've obviously uh, been speaking about um, 10 African trends for 2015. And I just thought because we are speaking innovation, it's nice to just throw in some of the names that trend watch uh, watching think are really cool and are doing innovative things within the African fashion industry. Obviously, they say there's the uh, legacy collection by South African Charmaine Taylor, created, um, which is created. It's a limit, limited edition range of art and jewelry pieces fabricated from the Robin Island prison fence. Mm. Now, how cool is that? Mm. Cool. I, di- I didn't mm. know we could go and 
pick up those fences and yeah, and, make and use them thing. for something else. We could have recycled that, but that's very innovative. Then obviously there's Ghanaian premium shoemaker Heal the World mm-hmm. um, announced in 2014 the release of a black and gold collection representing hard work and success respectively to celebrate the successes of their empowerment beads. Um, well, that's what trend watching is saying. And then there's another one, which I am sure we will all agree with South African fashion label, Makosa by mm-hmm. Laduma, mm-hmm. uh, my heritage, my inheritance. The fashion film for his knitwear collection depicts a tribal initiation. Hmm. His pieces contain design elements required to be worn by Kosa initiates after the ceremony. Anyway, guys, there's different ways out there. You know, when you think about what's going on in the world, when you think about what's going on in the continent, there's like a million innovative ways to do things, to set yourselves apart, to make sure that whatever you're doing is so cool, it's so different, it keeps people coming back and still has a commercial um um, angle to it or twist to it. Anyway, I want us to go back to um, our discussion of the show, but before that, we're just going to clap our hands quickly because Morwick has arrived into studio. <laughs> yay. Oh yeah! <laughs> My apologies, everyone. Good afternoon. I mean, you know, if you're coming from the south, don't don't you use know. that. Excuse. Did, did, did you have the same <laughs> awful traffic? <laughs> I had. Yeah. Liz will so never boring. understand if you come from the deep of the south. The traffic is absolutely. Absolutely horrible. So my, I apologize, Liz. Um, we're not got today. We're going to punish you. We're not going to ask you what you're wearing until the end of the show. Is that cool? <laughs> that is absolutely cool. Okay, fantastic. Now, for our listeners who are tuned in, you've just had us dis- uh, discuss a bit about um, the prison situation, where these designers are sending their garments to actually be produced in the prisons. And it's interesting to know what your thoughts are. Let us know what you're thinking. Yay or nay? Should they be compensated? Do you think it's a good idea? In the meantime. We want to continue with our topic of discussion today, which is the part two of Africa's innovative drive forward. Uh, we obviously have Colin Omara Davis in studio, who's a creative director in the media industry. We've got Kali Davis. We are going to be joined by Eji from Ilan, Eji Benson from Ilan, um, consultant in New York. And we've got Misha in the house as well, which is very good. First time to have Misha also, um, on the block. And obviously we've got my co-host and co-producer, Morwick Peterson. Um, we're going straight into things. Colin, you're a creative director. I'm very curious, first of all, for you to just kind of break down the two parts idea, one part song and a dance man. I mean, like, what, <laughs> what is that? Can you just share with our audience a bit about what you do? And, uh, okay. So, so let's say you've got an idea and this is an idea for, you know, it could be a collection. It could be for a brand. It could be for an ad. It could be a movie. It could be whatever. You have this thing and you know, you want it to be something and you know, you want it to be cool. But you don't know how to kind of get it from that weird half-formed thought in your brain to an actual thing. So basically what, what I then do, I think a, a, a big part of my work is, is listening to people sort of trying to figure out, you know, how to read their minds and kind of what it is that they want um and then put a creative treatment to that so from there you know you you have your your kind of primary drives you know what what is the story that we're telling what are the colors we're using what are the design styles we're looking at what are we developing what are we referencing all of these sorts of things and that then has a, a trickle down sort of idea where you start with uh, corporate identity or branding and that then goes to an above the line campaign and that goes into uh, a below the line activation so it's 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 technical but it's it's like cooking i guess you know you you pick out the ingredients you start you start with a thing and you make a menu and and you serve it and you hope people like it yeah and if they don't uh, then you d- start again <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but Colin, I'm, I'm very interesting in what you're saying. You know, you've mentioned quite a, a few things, whether it is in film or television or, but when you say this one thing, um, um what, what are you referring to? In, in, do you develop a brand? Um, would you say, for example, let's just say someone wants to curate a whole TV show. Do you come and do you develop that? Or is it whatever is in mind of a brand is, 
Is that the thing? Because I'm just trying to understand what is this thing. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. So on uh, on ETV right now, there's a show called Coke Studio, mm-hmm. and when when the this job was sort of first brought out to pitch, um, I got a brief from Draft FC or FCB Africa. Sorry, what's the name of the show again? Coke Studio. Oh, I know. I was supposed to be on that. Let's talk about it after. But okay, <laughs> all right, all right. All right. That's okay. <laughs> So I got a brief from um, FCB South Africa and, of course, the the show directors. And they're sort of saying that they need to take Coca-Cola branding mm-hmm. and from this develop a kind of a collateral that speaks to um, collaboration. Because, of, of course, in, this, in the show, you have a bunch of artists who come together and they, they you know, it may not always be the same style of music, but together they do like a collab and a mashup. And they wanted a visual identity, a motion visual identity that spoke to that. So, in, in fact, that was that was an interesting one because my first treatment they didn't like because mm-hmm. I was sort of saying like, ah, oh, you know, based on um, this sort of print dynamic, you have like color steps, and they were like, no, 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 no. I don't even know what you're saying. Like, just make it hot, make it fun, make it make it something that speaks to a mashup and a collab. And um, I then developed a language of all, all of the, the the working components in the show, from the instrumentation, the songwriting, the recording, the producing, and you develop um, a, a kind of a motion design language, um, little icons that turn into something else that turns mm. into typography, and we all kind of brought it together with um, the the sort of Coke bubble device. So you'll see, incidentally, because the branding is is very flat and Coca-Cola is known for its simplicity in essence, and we're talking about very complex mashing up ideas, um, I developed this language of where you start and resolve to something that speaks to brand essence. But in there, there's this incredibly immersive world. And I just give you like a little glimpse of that, you know, of what can happen uh, in these collaborations. And that's... And that's sort of on air now. It's it's still cool. I like it. Wow. It's very cool. Kali, obviously, you guys have just finished the AFI Fast Track. I'm sure you're like, ooh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Breathing in and out and happy that that's done. What is your take, um, especially looking, having looked at the designers that walked down the runway, I mean, that uh, showcased, um, and obviously you guys decided on, or not you guys, but, you know, whoever decides who the winner is or your panel of judges decided Mm -hmm. who the winner is and why. How would you describe um, the collections that you saw down the runway and um, what do you feel, what's the direction do you feel there's any innovative um, energies coming across or do you feel like people are just trying to copy and paste again? Give us a bit of a quick, um, you know, just a quick... Uh, Synopsis. Of, of what <laughs> went down. We were there, but it's nice to hear it from you. And he was there too, so don't even... Don't feel shy because he will have his own feedback. Morwick will have his own. I'll have my own. And then, obviously... I think something that was clearly seen with the young designers was how different they all are, even after receiving the same brief. Um, I did sit on the judging panel for both AFI Fast Track and the L Rising Star. And although the designers are so different and so unique, they were all expected to um, be marked off of the same rubric, which I thought was very interesting mm-hmm. because they all got the same brief as to what was required of them. For AFI Fast Track, it was a ready-to-wear collection that had to go on one of the, the top trends um, for next year. And they all came with something so incredibly different. We had oh. avant-garde through Martel. Um, there was a unique interpretation of mohair um, through Armand. And um, Singh did a very ready-to-wear line that kind of spoke to a more graphic. Um, she got her inspiration from architecture. And then we had Tebe who took his inspiration from the CBD and the woman that he saw on a daily basis since moving from PE. Um, and I think that what was seen on the runway was something so incredible. They were so vastly different, but so absolutely inspiring, I felt. That was my interpretation of the night. In, in terms of, you know, where we're going to with, with, with fashion, especially, I wouldn't just say, um, in Africa, but globally, you know, in, in terms of where we're going to with design, 
do you think we're moving in the right direction? Because looking at um, these are all young designers, mm-hmm. you know, that's a part of this competition. Do you think we we moving in the right direction in terms of development, in terms of um, innovation? Because I mean, the one designer came out with with these big bows, you know, and yes. I'm I'm trying to figure <laughs> out like. Oh, rising star. I, I was gonna say I don't want to, no disrespect, but I was like, if I see one more bow, I'll fall off. <laughs> and, and 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 I'm I'm trying to. I was sitting there trying to. What is what was the narration of of the whole? As you guys saying, there was a specific theme. So for All Rising Star, I know that the criteria was um, slightly different to AFI Fast Track. Um, mm-hmm. The design you're talking about is Blanca. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because when I saw it, I was also like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. What, what is that? Mm-hmm. And actually meeting her as a designer, she has such an interesting look on what fashion means to her mm-hmm. and what role she wants to partake in fashion. Um, she kind of, when speaking, was speaking about the art of fashion and how so often people step away from the art of fashion and go to the ready to wear, the commercial, the industry and how to make money. And she kind of wants to leave a mark. And her mark might not necessarily mean that she'll be around for the next 50 years, but her mark is that she was there, you saw it, and you're still speaking about it. So I think that with this collection, she achieved her goal, which I think is very impressive in a young designer, to know that you want to make a mark. You do that, and you don't know the outcome. You don't know what your brand will become after the the collection's gone out. So she she was very interesting. Um, but yes, I also I, I saw the bows, and I was like, that's a unique take. <laughs> I want to, um, I w- as we continue these conversations, I want to definitely, first of all, welcome to Studio Kitera from the Kitera and George duo, fashion designer duo. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, did I say something wrong? No, no, okay, <laughs> welcome to the show. He just quickly <laughs> needs to get onto a mic. He just quickly okay, needs to get fantastic. onto a mic. I'm going to come to you and what you're wearing, and we're going to pick your mind a bit on our conversation today around the all innovative right. drive in Africa. But at the same time, I also want to invite onto the show quickly for a few minutes, Edgy Benson from Ilan consultants in new york edgy are you with us yeah i'm right here how good are afternoon ajim hi how are you guys doing we're good thank <laughs> you we are good we are looking forward to you you know we'd love to get a quick of a bit of a fashion flash with you based on what's going on on your side of the hood and then we'd also like you to just kind of um give us a bit of your two cents i'm sure you've been listening to us and uh just give us a bit of your two cents around the innovation, uh, the innovative uh, drive in Africa, and where we are going, and and uh, what your thoughts are based on what's happening. I, I mean, in terms of the innovation, I, I I mean, I was listening to her talk about what the designer is doing, and what the designer is thinking. I think for for innovation to grow in Africa among designers, they have to think that way. They have to be totally free of market pressure because it is only after they've succeeded as designers that the market will actually appreciate them, you know? So they must focus on, 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 on just expressing themselves as designers. I think that's where the, that's where we get short sighted and we get short changed because we're not doing that. The market just has so much influence and takes designers away, you know? So um, in terms of innovation, I think as long as we present and provide like an environment where African designers, the younger ones especially, can think about design unencumbered by market pressure, then we're going to have a very vibrant design industry, a very innovative design market in, the, in Africa. Edgy, um the work you're doing, because obviously anyone who's listening to you will be like, why should I even listen to him? What does he know? Uh, I, I just feel like it'd be nice for you to also just share with our listeners, especially, um, who may not know what you, what you do for a living, who you are, what you're doing, or what type of work you do through Ilan. And, uh, just so we can also feel the innovative twist and be, be able to look at you as an authority to actually listen to when it comes to talking fashion and innovation and drive, um, in the continent and beyond. Could you just please explain a bit to our listeners who you are and what type of work that you do through your consultation firm? Absolutely. Well, uh, my company is Ilan NYC Incorporated, and what we are is essentially a boutique fashion services company. We develop ideas for designers. We produce their collections. 
Uh, what you see on the runway is what we have done for them. What they've done to, what they've brought to us is essentially their ideas to say, this is what I'm doing for this season. And we develop the fabrics for them. We develop the silhouettes. We develop the, the entire collection. We fit it with them. And then, you know, what you see is, is what we, what, what, what we've done for them. So, I mean, we do have really a front seat at, 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 at the, the industry, like whatever they do, whatever the color stories are, whatever the fabrics are for the season, uh, whatever the, the silhouettes, just whatever the story is for for fashion from for that season, we are very much at the front of it. We are we we actualize it for the designers. So yes, in terms of me being. Um, Something that you can, someone that you can listen to. Yeah, I, I do have a take. I do have um, uh, a, a very clear perspective of what's happening. Just because I'm the one that produces the collections that you see on 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 TV or on the runways. Edgy, I just wanted to to come in, and I've been listening to what you're saying, and it's very interesting to me. At the same time, yes, you know, um, designers, especially up and coming, everyone is coming up with crazy um, designs and crazy ideas and being innovative. But at the end of the day, Edgy, I mean, should we still not concentrate on, you know, is your stuff going to sell? Is your collections going to sell? Because at the end of the day, then why are you in this industry? If, if you just make and you make and you make collections after each other and nothing is selling, then why are you in the industry? I mean, what, what's your take on that? What, what, what's your take on that? I, I think that if we, I think we must allow the designers to really think freely. The, the, the thing is, is not all designers are the same. Some of them actually just think in the way that the market likes. And not, not, not just because they are focused on the market. It's just their natural feel for the, for the industry. It's simpler, it's more classic, and the market will just gravitate to that. But others think differently. They're more avant-garde. And there's a market for that. It's a little smaller, mm. but there's absolutely a market for that. But I think we can't, we can't, we can't stunt innovation. We must allow it to, to to just flow, and then it finds its place in the market. Um, but yeah, I do agree that the, the products must sell. And here, what designers do is that they come up with these innovative designs, these avant-garde ideas, as 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 an eye catcher. And behind all of that innovation, behind all of that avant-garde, they then they then send into the runway the simpler lines that the market can appreciate. But Avant-garde does open doors. It's just how you how you optimize between avant-garde and and and, and wearability. Uh, that's where the designers can get better. It's like okay, this is this is my avant-garde. This is my my piece de resistance, and then this is what the market buys. And we can help them create that capacity to 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 begin to like have a way to. Adds uh, innovation and also sustainability uh, from a market point. Absolutely, thank, thank yeah. you so thank much, Edgy. Thank you so Edgy. much, Edgy. Um, we'll speak soon. Thank you for your input, and uh, we will be in touch. Um, continue doing what you're doing, and continue to uh, set the pace as well. Thanks, we'll thanks, guys. Have a great day. You same to you. Too. Same to you, Edgy. I still find it, and 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 I I love what Edgy was just saying right now. And you know, he sits all the way in New York City, but I still I come across every single day. There are hundreds of designers who are doing amazing stuff, but no one is making money. And that that's my main concern that worries me is that yes, people are making amazing stuff, avant garde and designs, and but. No one is selling. You look at a designer and you speak to a designer and they're not making money. And that's why most people, they've studied fashion, they've, they've got degrees, but they're receptionist. You know what? Let's just hold that thought and we'll be right after this break. If you're tuned in to the Fashion Lab, please share with us your thoughts, uh, share with us your comments. We are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We'll be right back after this break. I was never brave. I was young, out of control. Drinking, drowning, brewing the storm. I was never brave. Bengi Ikwala, buckled, crawled, crashed. I was never brave. 
Fled, bled, followed, never led. If only someone had stepped in, pulled me out. That's why I became the mentor I wish I'd had. Help under 18 say no to alcohol. Sign up at sabstories.coza. Hashtag be the mentor. A South African Brewers initiative. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Here we are, right back. Like we said, <laughs> we would be. <laughs> and we are, con- uh, yes, we are having a conversation around innovative um, Africa. Uh, this is the part two series. And we love to hear your comments. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Share with us on Twitter, Fashion Lab AF. Um, and let's continue having this interesting conversation. We've got um, Kitara from Kitara and George, yeah. uh, which is a fashion designer duo. Uh, Kitara, welcome to the show. Welcome, Kitara. Tell Kitara what happened okay. on the day we were invited to the show. Oh my gosh. You know what? We'll tell him that after, but in the beginning, I just want you to quickly just share with our listeners what you're wearing. And then let's wow. get into the okay. stuff. Is that is that you? Are you no, wearing it's not. It? It's not actually. It's, uh, it's one of the designers. I uh, think we should be wearing as well. It's very nice. But I it's love very it. Nice. Yeah, it's one very. of the designers, Milo. So we're in the same, I think, building. So. But what are you wearing? Our it's listeners just, don't know what we're wearing. It's a Bama. And just, uh, it's all mesh, mesh tops. I have to go closer. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's just a mesh uh, outfit. It's, uh, it's the bama. It's the the mesh t-shirt and the shorts. No, I absolutely love yeah. this. For me, this is it's 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 ready to wear. I love it. I yeah, love it is. It's quite hot out there. I love so. it. So tell us a bit about your brand. A brand. Uh, we okay. Well, there's guitar and there's a George. I met George, I think, in 2009 when I was working for Popular Fashion Week, mm-hmm. uh, and he was showing there. So fast forward 2013, we decided to actually come with a brand because I loved, you know, his stuff and he, he actually liked what I, you know, what I do as well. So we decided to, to form a, a brand and, uh, today there's Guitar and George. Um, yeah. So it's been a, a year and a half now in business. It's very cool. Now, what I want to do is I know that we said our senior trend analyst, you know, Nicola Cooper is not here with us. Unfortunately, um, she's not well. We are praying for her. In the meantime, we would like to invite our Misha, intern Misha, to come on and share with us her trend report on tattoos. Misha, welcome with a trend report for today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me on again. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, as you know, Nicola's not well, so I'd like to dedicate today's trend report to Nicola. And if anyone knows her, you know that she loves tattoos. So we're going to go right into it. You get two types of tattoo owners, let's say. There's the fans who just copy what all the the nice people do, and you get the real tattoo enthusiasts. So um, what is trending at the moment is this whole one-line geometric, you know, tattoo kind of vibes. Um, it's really it's really cool because I'll, I'll post a photo just now, um, but we can sh- see where it came from. Um, it, it started off like in 1970s with um, an Italian cartoon um, called Cava, I think it's pronounced, where it was like a little dude walking in a one line it was just a single line of a tattoo it was little gibberish happening it was really cute anyway so what it's progressed to now is phenomenal um but keeping in line with the whole innovation there's a tattoo artist called sorry scott campbell and basically what he did was to get his name out there and he's quite well known already but he created pretty much a glory hole but for tattoos so what you do is you put your arm in the hole you had no idea what he was tattooing on you and you'd get this phenomenal tattoo and it was you didn't have any say so it was quite quite well done and orchestrated and he's got fans such as Jennifer Aniston and Justin uh, I can't even pronounce his name um but yeah so that's pretty much the trend report um it's nice and quick and sweet i know normally nicola ends off with a ask nicola cooper but for the sake of her recovery. I've just changed the hashtag to pray for Nicola Cooper. So just keep her in, in your minds while, while she's going through this. And yeah, that's the trend report for today. Thank you, Misha. Wow. You were like on time on spot right there and there. Anyway, you guys have had it all again. Hashtag pray for Nicola Cooper. 
Um, we are just going to continue this conversation. We've got Kitera here who we need to interrogate a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. We're not oh, interrogating well. you. Yeah, okay, cool. um, but I think we just need to continue um, with the conversation around innovation. What are you yeah. doing, um, Kitera, for Kitera and George? What are you guys doing to set yourselves um, or your brand um, apart from all of the billion other brands in the world? Because obviously there's so many brands. And yeah, as a fashion yeah. designer or as a fashion brand, you have to definitely come out constantly uh, leaving people looking forward to whatever it is that you do next or whatever it is that you produce next or present into the market next. What are you doing differently? What are we doing differently? I'm sure. That's a very <laughs> difficult question because I, I don't know if I'm doing something different because I mean, dresses are dresses out there. You know what I mean? But I, but I think with Guitar and George and how we sort of positioned ourselves was we, we then aligned ourselves with, uh, you know, to get the, the work out there in the public was to align ourselves with, uh, you know, the talent, the celebrities, um, because one of the things is, as, as he mentioned earlier on, was you have to be able to sell. At the end of the day, it's about, you know, making money. It's, it's a multi-billion business. So clearly all of us have a share in it. Do you know what I mean? So we, we then had to use social media as a form of marketing. You know what I mean? And we do a lot of research, you know, be present, be passive, whatever they surround us that sort of, you know, has to influence, you know, the creative process within Guitar and George because Guitar is, uh, you know, it's, it's more clean lines and more, you know, architectural and very structured. Mm-hmm. And where else, you know, George is very more, it's, you know, it's quite um, feminine and uh, uh, girly. And, you know, so the the two, I, I think both of us, we bring uh, different kind of techniques into, you know, Guitar and George. So that's why I think Guitar and George for now, it's, 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 it's going, you know, in the right direction. Are you, are you, are you, are you making, um, Clothing for for Africa? Are you? Are, is your brand going globally? And what is your narrative behind what the both of you do? And you know, I mean, where do you see yourselves in the next five years? Wow. Okay. Uh, how do we see? It? Okay. We design. If you actually go into Guitar and George and you look at who we dress, and we actually cater for all South African and African women, body types, different backgrounds. So you 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 come to Guitar and George, you can relate if you're looking from the outside because there's all the women we have. We have all the women that represents our brand and they come from different backgrounds. It is a, an African and a global brand because that's where we're trying to get. Fashion should not be only for certain specifics, you know, of, of people, but it should be, it's, I think it's a language that everyone, all of us sitting here understand. We understand clothes, you know, so I wouldn't say that we, for in five years, um, I, I don't know, but I mean, I would like to be in New York somewhere. <laughs> you know, uh, and probably you know in the next ten years, and own a shop on Rodeo Drive. So that's 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 uh, the ultimate. Uh, you know, Rodeo Drive might not be looking like what it is now because that's not what it looked like twenty years ago. But uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's nice to just say we'll check it if it still looks and exudes that similar energy. Then maybe uh, we want to be there. Otherwise, there might be a new drive that or a new street yeah. that's the real popping street. Kali, as you nod your head with your signature um, goatee, more before. <laughs> Before we go to Kali, sorry, um, would you just share with our listeners what you're wearing? <laughs> oh, today, very plain and simple. I've, I, um, and what color is this again? Um, a very, it's a brownish, um, very tight fitting pants <laughs> that I have on today. Like, like usual. Like, but this one is just a little bit tighter and brown shoes and my black jacket. It is very simple today. Um, yeah, I think I'm running out of clothing. You know, if there's any sponsor out sponsors there, wants to, listening. please. Yeah, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag sponsors more week. Please. Anyway, we go back to Colin. Colin, um, you're doing amazing work as a creative, um, director in the media industry. Um, where do you see Africa in the next five years when it comes to just um, from the fashion industry to the music industry to just mm. how we present our creative ideas and how we actually grow and work them both as a business but still not compromising the creative offering? How, where right. do you see us? Look, um, I, I think in Africa right now, we, we obviously, we're sitting in a, in a, in a place of opportunity. I, I, I don't want to say like we have a lot of challenges. Of course we do. But if there's, if there's something incredible that, that I've kind of figured out about what it means to be African, what an African identity means, mm-hmm. is that we're talking about, uh, I, I want to say a culture of appropriation and not in the bad kind of way. What I mean to say is, is, 
an, an African identity is one of resourcefulness. It's something that says, you know, we're never, we're never going to have everything we need to kind of get to where we want to be, but we've got something else and we've got this. And so we're going to just, we're going to do the thing that works for us. And in a, in a weird kind of way, that has manifested in a characteristic that is, I don't think, very present in certainly not in Europe, not in the Americas, because everything has become so incredibly formulaic because you you know how to get from, you know, point A to B. Mm. Where here I think there's there's still very much this this necessity being the mother of, of invention. And I think that it, it it plays through in a bunch of different ways. Of course, um where where innovation i think as the big buzzword that's kind of the interesting thing because we keep talking about you know our designers need to kind of keep up with market trends and whatever but when you think about what makes a collection sellable you ultimately have to have something that someone wants you have absolutely. to absolutely you, you have to be able to ascribe value to that absolutely and now Purely from a design aesthetic, you know, a lot of the time I think that's very subjective, and it should be. Um, I think people should be able to kind of choose their vibe. But when we're talking about innovation, Mm -hmm. um, we should be looking at either uh, newer ways to construct a garment, kind of question what a garment can be, what it's supposed to do, Mm. or how we present it. What is, you know, what is the the story that Mm -hmm. we're telling about and i think for us for right now the there's there's something very democratic about digital production um i know a lot of the the sort of csi are chores have like these body mapping studios where um it, i mean it started all very sciencey but the idea was that you can uh that you don't have to keep uh, sort of a lot of runs of fabric or, or many different um, sizes because you can digitally do a perfect cut every time with kind of maximizing how much fabric you're using and, and streamlining the CNT process. In terms of techn- uh, technological innovation, that's something I certainly hope to see more of. I think more likely than not what's going to end up happening as we become acclimatized to 3D printing um, our focus may shift away from a design aesthetic and it's it's more I, th- I think it'll end up becoming uh, you don't buy a garment you don't buy a thing you buy the IP you buy a license mm. for a design mm. so for instance you'll you'll buy a license for new creepers for like a year and you'll have them <laughs> printed <laughs> at home in some kind of like poly cord um, and even though I, I know we're not, we're not. It, it's it's only just happening globally now. I mean, there was that one Chanel collection um, in in Paris earlier, where it was like the first like fully three D printed, full on collection. I think we're still a ways from that, but it is going to happen, and it's going to happen quickly. Mm-hmm. So I I think the the opportunity here is for all of us to really kind of look at our businesses mm-hmm. and what this fashion thing is because this. Fashion, fashion, fabulous self-expression thing, mm-hmm. I think, is going to die off Absolutely. very soon. Uh, um, Colin, Colin, I find everything so phenomenal that you're saying, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, you were at um, the AFI um, Fast Track um, um, fashion show, you know, for the young designers. What were your thoughts in terms of what they um, showcased, you know, what they um, showed us? I mean... Um, do you think we on in terms of you know with design and and everything that you mentioned because it's very interesting what you mentioned are we on point and with, with Kaylee sitting right as the program manager <laughs> um, are we on point or do, do you, or do you think what AFI is doing is a good thing you know to promote um, these young designers look um to to start with like I'm I'm maybe a bad person to ask about this because I've I've always been an AFI fanboy <laughs> they don't paying me to say this. They really should be. The, the, the thing is that what, what, the, what the foundation does is they really do invest in designers and, and that's kind of like where it gets a little 
tricky for me, like if if I'm being honest, because on the one hand, um, I want to just hit the pause button on this whole thing and just go like, everybody, just stop, yeah. stop, stop buying clothes, stop looking for trends, stop chasing this thing because it isn't sustainable. It's really it's it's going too fast. It's crazy. It's gonna crash and burn. Yeah. Okay, I'll put that in one pocket. <laughs> <laughs> on on the other, um, I th- I think it's very important that there are initiatives like the fast track program because when you when when you think about your your expectations about fashion and and definitely about brands and about labels, is you're you're sort of saying, let's let's all accept. That the big reason why we're into fashion is because we're saying something about ourselves by what we wear, right? We're sort of saying, I wear this designer because I feel it speaks to my sense of aesthetic. And a lot of that more, more than design is the power of brand. It is that mm-hmm. appeal that makes you want to buy into something. And that has very little to do with the clothing itself, with Absolutely. the thing mm-hmm. itself, it has to do with the narrative of of this whole thing. So, in now, when you talk about your expectations from a young designer, um, I, I I think I kind of agree with Edgy. You know, like take the pressure off the kids. You want mm. them, as, as, especially especially early on. Um, you want you want them to find out what their voice is. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and. I'd, look, to to be honest, I, th- I think across the continent um, and a- across disciplines, I'm not just talking fashion design, I'm talking functional design as well, um, we, we have like a little bit of a disconnect because on the one hand, we're expecting our designers to be creatives, but in the same breath, we also want them to be the retailers, we also want them to be the merchandisers, mm-hmm. we want them to, to be sell, the manufacturers, yeah. we want them to sell. And that is is not a thing because if for instance your toilet floods you're not going to call me why because <laughs> i'm not a plumber i'm a creative mm, absolutely. right so if if we're saying we want to we want to have these guys create brands that we ultimately want to buy into let's focus on them developing the design the thing that makes us want to buy into them absolutely first before we say okay but you've got to sell you've got to make this money because Give, that's get, something take very different take the pressure different. off take yeah. the pressure yeah. off just with regards to you mentioned earlier Laduma, um, in the El Rising Star judging that I sat on the panel with him, one of the big points that everyone was making, well, how are you going to sell? How are you going to retail? How are you going to construct a brand? And one of the very big points that he made was that's not like he started and designed and he had no business acumen and he got someone to do that. And I think the last time we were on the show, we were talking about the fact that we need to pull in people Absolutely. to our industry and share the, the load. You can't expect one young designer to have everything in one go. Absolutely. You know what? I know that we are going to go on and on, but we, we can't go on and on. So maybe I can buy you guys uh, wine <laughs> when we finish here. Now, what I want to do is I'd like you to just quickly, um, um, Colin, you can just share with our listeners, Kitara and Kali, how they can connect with you. And then we are going to go to our last segment, which is, which is my fan segment of the show called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? And then we are going to go and have what I promised you. So <laughs> let's just, uh, Kali, how can people connect with AFI? How can people? Um, with AFI, you can follow us on Instagram. It's AFI underscore SA. You can follow us on Facebook. We also have a Twitter account with the same handle. Uh, to connect with me personally, my parents had to name me a fun, exciting name. It's on Instagram. It's at Kaylee Jane, but it's C-A-I-L-E-I-G-H-J-A-Y-N-E. Um, or on Facebook, you can find me. And just before you go, um, what's your, your, your parting shots? Because we're going to quickly go into the new segment. The person that I would dress every time I come here. No, 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 no. Let's just finish, uh, the contact and then let's go into, and then into the segment. Okay. Is that cool? That's cool. Okay. And then we can do our parting segments when we okay. finish. <laughs> Kitera, how can okay. people connect with you? Uh, they can get hold of us on uh, Instagram at Kiteria underscore George, which is Q-U-I-T-E-R-I-A underscore George, G-E-O-R-G-E. Also on Facebook in the same handle. Yeah. And there is only Instagram <laughs> at, <laughs> at the Stolen, T-H-E-S-T-O-L-I-N, the Stolen. That's good. 
Or the, well, same on Twitter, same same handle. Yeah. Okay, so um, before we go into our who would you want to dress and why, do you know what Black Friday is? It's big in America and taking off in South Africa. Now, Black Friday is the day following Thanksgiving in the United States, which is the fourth Thursday of November. Since the early 2000s, it has been regarded as the beginning of the Christmas shopping season in the U.S., where all the shops have massive sales. People go crazy, camp outside the shops the whole night for the spending frenzy. Now, here's the really good news. Firstly, you don't need to leave home because today everything is online. And even better, for the first time in South Africa, Clinique is celebrating Black Friday and are offering a 30% site-wide discount exclusive to Cliff Central listeners. Log into Clinique.coza. Use your offer code Cliff Central to qualify for your discount. It's valid today, 27th of November, only until 6 p.m. Buy your Christmas presents today with this exclusive Black Friday bargain. Remember, your code is Cliff Central online at Clinique.co.za. Clinique.co.za. All right. Who would you want to dress and why? Let's go. Well, I, I'd love Iris Apfel to dress B. You know, she's. <laughs> I don't, I don't, have, have you seen her? She's. <laughs> you want to be dressed or you want to dress? No, I want to be dressed by her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and who would you want to dress and why? It's 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 a recursive thing. Iris Upfall, everything. I would I would like I would like to take everything that she's known for, just kind of dip it in black, just <laughs> that. Okay, Katara. Well, yeah, I think I think I like the the whole part of dipping everything in black, uh, but I, I would like to actually dress um, here abroad. Are we talking locally anywhere or abroad? in the anywhere world? In the world. Anywhere under. I think I think above. for us is Angelina Jolie. Just the transformation from her and to the woman that she is now, the the fashion transformation. So you like somebody that takes risk and that can really push boundaries. Do you know what I mean? So I would like actually to work with her. Are we going to me? Um, It's a bit of a a strange choice for me because I I don't think my style is anything like hers, but I would like the chance to dress Miley Cyrus. I feel like there's no rules. I could go crazy. Yes! (laughs) I was going to say again, but then Morwick's going to bash me, but I'm just going to leave that because I was going to say when you dress her, at least also could you put clothes on her? Isn't that part of her appeal? No, but please, we need clothes on her. (laughs) Misha, Misha. Um, I'm going to do the cliche girly thing and dress Jensen Ackles. I don't know if you've seen his face. It is close to godliness. And I would put him in a suit that I would tailor make myself so that I could accidentally <laughs> touch a couple things. Just saying. Oh. Wow. 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 Liz, you can go. I, oh my gosh, I'm still thinking today. Today, I think I'll just say I want to dress me because I can't remember who I really <laughs> want to dress. Or maybe me. Just dress me again. I want to dress as the South African cricket team, and that's all I'm going to say. The South, the South African cricket team. <laughs> that's that, that's 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 what gonna I'm going to say. say. More, there's a reason. I don't know if it's a good or bad reason, but you can uh, you can um, take that liberty and uh, do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's been great having all of us on the show. Um, it's been great having you guys as well. For our listeners who are tuned in. Keep your tweets flowing, Fashion Lab AF. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. And uh, back to the parting shots on uh, from the team, from Morwick, from Kali. <laughs> so, say the thing. Make make the thing. Say the thing. The thing. Yeah. I love. I love the thing. I love the thing. The thing. Katira, what would be your parting shots? Whoa. Parting shots. I have no idea right now. Put me, <laughs> put me on a sport. <laughs> like, well, I think on the, the term of the fact we've been talking about inspiration and obviously yeah. the department I lead is, um, has the development of young designers. My parting words on this lovely Friday would be to the young designers who are partaking in their graduate showcases um, this period of the year. Good luck, have fun, shine, and hopefully I'll see you at Fast Track. And my parting shots are let your wings loose and fly like a butterfly. Don't let anyone put you in a mm. box. It's, it's, it's not fair. Fly. Just make sure you sell <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> Thank you very much to our listeners. Have a lovely Friday. Have a lovely weekend. Peace and love. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com.